0: John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Today my guest is J.R. Grounds. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing? Great. Um, Before we get started here, I have a funny, uh, kind of funny thing. Um, Whenever I have a guest on the podcast, I always write a little... um, like a paragraph about um, the person or what we're going to talk about on the podcast, and Oh, then, God, I'm afraid to hear. <laughs> and then when I when I post the uh, the link to the podcast, I put that little paragraph up. And then I always kind of think also if somebody asks me like, "Hey, who is this?" I always have like a thought of a little like paragraph I'm going to spout off to get them to want to listen to the podcast or whatever. And um, because I'm a coach, I'm very performance. Um, Oriented, so I always think like, what has this person accomplished? What has this person done? Right, and um, I thought about it, and I, I, thought, I don't think I can summarize Jr. in a paragraph. <laughs> I, I just don't think that's possible. So <laughs> um, Jr. has accomplished a lot and has done a lot of things. I don't think I can, a few sentences can do him justice. So hopefully, um, we can, we can kind of see. Who you are and where you're at in, in, in within an hour of this podcast, but I know I can't do it in three sentences.
1: Uh, I, I drink way too much tea and uh, chew way too many cigars. There you go.
0: <laughs> that, that's it. That sums it up. <laughs> All right. So um, to get into it, uh, I wanted to talk about um, your your uh, your company, um, CCRT uh, Civilian Crisis Response Team. Um, can you tell us uh, a little bit about that?
1: yeah um CCRT it started in August of 2015 uh, and really what it started for is myself and some other guys that uh, that, that work at Mount Institute together um, a lot of us have a background in either law enforcement military and uh, you know medical and, and things along those lines and um One of the things that we noticed is a lot of times when we would respond to some sort of an accident or emergency situation and you get there, uh, often what you will see is you see a crowd of bystanders standing around. And unfortunately, those bystanders often aren't doing anything Um, or if they are trying to do something, they're not being very effective at being able to help. So the concept for CCRT was really to empower bystanders to be able to do something until the professionals get there. And we call it the seven minute gap because the average response time in the United States is seven minutes for an ambulance, police or fire. Um, and that, so that was really how it kind of started out. Uh, it's grown quite a bit from there. We've added a few other things. One of the things that we've added is a, a very large disaster response team now to where we respond to hurricanes and tornadoes to help out. But that was, that's, that's kind of the, the concept of CCRT in a nutshell.
0: So, uh, there's actually, this isn't the, um, this isn't an entirely unique idea. There's been throughout um, history, this kind of idea, uh, like a sh- be strong to be useful kind of thing, and and like you know strong communities and things like that. Can you tell us some of those sort of things that may have had an influence on your idea?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you look at the concept like uh, back in the fifties and the sixties, uh, we had the the whole idea of civil defense. Um, and if you even go back, you know, further in time, uh, you look at you know when I when I was uh younger one of my favorite television shows was little house on the prairie and i remember an episode there where you know a barn caught on fire and you didn't see a fire department roll up from you know the the little town with their their fire wagon what you found is you got all the neighbors that came over and they formed a bucket brigade and they started putting out the the fire and then they all showed up the next day to help rehab the building and, and rebuild it um so it's you know it's something all the way throughout history of humanity that that is really um, the way that, that emergencies were dealt with. The, the whole concept of calling 911 and having professionals show up immediately. That's a relatively new phenomenon. That's not that's not something new. So the concept of CCRT really isn't new at all. It's just it's more returning to the roots of, of who we are, especially as a as a country of the United States.
0: Yeah. Very cool stuff. I've, um, I've read about stuff, you know, people trying to do this in other countries and things like that. Um, like I said earlier, uh, be strong to be useful. I think that was a guy that that coined that phrase was, uh, in France, I believe. And he was in the military and he had this concept as well. And, um, it seems to work really, really well. But like you said, I think as a country becomes a little more, um, developed, you kind of fall away from that and, and being, uh, you know, personable with other people, you kind of lose that the bigger a city is and things. I think it's important to get back to those roots though, because it it is very, uh, it's very important. And like you said, there's a lot of time gaps during an emergency where people can be doing things and and helping out. And I think it just makes things much more efficient.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, Another thing that I really like about CCRT um, is kind of the community that it builds. So I know that, you know, it's kind of like, Um, you want each person to individually be um, uh, more useful and helpful in those situations. And if something happens, you have at least one person there that can kind of take charge of a situation until the actual responders get there. But I've also noticed just from being, well, well, actually coming out there and training, but also being in the Facebook groups and stuff, there's a very tight knit community there. And um, one of the really cool things that I've seen inside that community is that everybody kind of knows each other and Everybody knows what everybody else is capable of. So like when you talked about um, uh, responding to a disaster or whatever, um, if there's like a a tornado and there's like trees down in the road, um, you know, out in Indiana where CCRT is is much larger than here, um, you would see on the Facebook group like, hey, Steve, I know you have a chainsaw. How far from here are you? You know what I mean, and you can kind of like coordinate things to really clean those areas up and help out. I think that's very useful too. Can you tell us a little bit about that and like the community that this has built?
1: Yeah, you know and it, it's it's amazing. Um, uh, one of the things that I get asked a lot is, you know, why don't why don't you expand CCR
0: faster?
1: Um, and one of the things that's that's really, really important to us is is that that unseen, that un, Uh, It's not real easy to tell somebody exactly about this benefit until they really kind of experience it. But like you're saying, there's a there's an incredible culture in CCRT. And I think that comes from just the the person that's drawn to it is is a person that that understands uh, together that we can help a lot more people. Um, And. Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating that, like you said, people know what's going on And you know, currently we have over a thousand and some members in CCRT. Um, but you know, we talk about general population having the whole six degrees of separation, it seems like because of CCRT being as active as it is and the people being as active on Facebook and and coming to trainings together, it really does get down to, to more like two degrees of separation so um you know we've seen we've seen people do stuff that's not really in our core mission Um, a classic example of that is a a guy um, his dad was coming back from the hospital and he needed a wheelchair ramp built and he he didn't even ask for help on on the facebook page he just somewhat in passing mentioned that he was going to have to figure out how to get his dad a, a wheelchair ramp built and you know before i even was able to to kind of and the the post and find out what was going on. There was like 17 different replies of, you know, well, I can do concrete and I, I have some extra four by fours and I have this and they'd already all planned it out. And, you know, within uh, about two weeks, they'd all showed up at the house and built this, this world-class uh, wheelchair ramp because they all knew who were the experts because something like this, where we have civilian volunteers, you're going to have construction workers, you're going to have concrete workers, you're going to have all that stuff in the membership. Um, so even though we do great on on things like you mentioned, being able to, you know, remove trees and during a tornado, there's a whole lot of other things that happen too That's it's really, really exciting. And it, it's hard for me as somebody that's going out and talking about CCRT, it's hard for me to kind of get, get, you know, explain what that culture is all about. Um, and, I, and I think it just comes from the nature of, if you give people the, the ability and empower them to be good, they're going to find additional ways to be good. Uh, and that's the interesting thing about CCRT is the members are constantly surprising even me in the way that they find how to help each other and how to help others.
0: Yeah, I've definitely seen that too. Uh, it, it's it's really incredible how how it makes uh, it, it brings good people together and then makes them better. And there's also an interesting uh, pooling of, of resources, which is very interesting. And, and when you have everybody working for the better good, and you have all those resources, I think it amplifies um, what the group is capable of doing, and that's pretty cool. Um, so uh, what kind of um, uh classes just just to name a few um are available like what what does CCRT have on the schedule for um for this year the rest of this year <laughs> well um that's a that's a great question
1: um this year that you know that would take us longer than you probably want to do uh, just kind of <laughs> glancing over here to my my calendar that's laying here I see we've got a uh we we've got Here in the the month of March, for instance, that we're doing this, we've got a improvised weapons class. So we teach people in that class how to defend themselves in areas where they may not have access to a gun or a knife or anything like that. Uh, There's a basic search and rescue class teaching people how to help uh, local law enforcement in needs for search and rescue. We've got one that we're getting ready to go help community in Dayton, Ohio with that next week. Uh, a precision rifle class and how to shoot, you know, a a gun from a thousand yards, Uh, a real basic handgun class for somebody that's never done a handgun uh, before. Uh, There was an AR armor class uh, where we taught people how to tear apart an AR, put it back together. Uh, Just yesterday, we did a canine first responder class teaching people how to uh, provide uh, um, emergency medical services to dogs.
0: Uh, cool. Let's see, today we just did an
1: advanced situational awareness class teaching people when they're at a mall or whatever, how to kind of see danger before it actually happens. Uh, we've got a advanced medical class uh, called C coming up at the end of this weekend. We've got a Naval Special Warfare um, Training Day coming up on uh, the 23rd. We've got a, a, a tremendous instructor, former SEAL, teaching people how to work with their rifle. Uh, we've got a stop the bleed. We've got, uh, how to, uh, home invasion defense. That's, that's just this month. Um, yeah. you know, and that's just, that's just our live training. I haven't even touched on the amount of training that we've got online that people can do.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Uh, can you, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I know you have, uh, like the, the DHS stuff and, and a lot of stuff online. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we've got uh, two different types, well, actually three different types of training that's online. Uh, so one of the things we do is we do live webinars, where we'll have an instructor uh, get on the get on uh, uh, a. Um, webinar, right? And they will lead the the students through some sort of a, of a class and then the students can ask questions. It's very interactive. Uh, we just did one a few days ago. Um, uh, one of our doctors actually got on and explained to people how to put a first aid kit together versus a Uh, kit that you would keep in your vehicle. And he went through the different types of medical kits and what the different gear is that you would need in that. So we do a lot of webinars like that. Uh, We have our own, what's called a learning management system where people can go on to that. And we've got uh, classes that uh, people in our group have written. Uh, They've been verified, vetted. We put them through kind of a, a, a professional review process. And and they can be on things like, uh, you know, a 30-minute seminar on water safety, um, a cold water safety, different things like that. People can do them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, can get on there, watch that that 30-minute training. It has a little test at the end they get a certificate for. And then we partnered with a lot like FEMA, Department of Homeland Security, Center for Disaster Preparedness, uh, a lot of those different companies. And what we have through our LMS is what we call pass through. Where you go onto the LMS, you're able to sign into a course and it will take you over to a course that somebody like FEMA has written. And again, that's something that you can get to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there's about 1,500 online courses all said and done that people can access. Uh, that's in, in addition to the live webinars and, and live in-person trainings that we're doing.
0: Man, that's pre- that's uh, 1,500 classes. That's almost overwhelming. <laughs>
1: Well, that's it. Really, kind of is, um, you know. And and I'll tell you, uh, when it comes to training, you know, um, the the uh, feedback that we get, uh, if we get a negative at all, it it usually is kind of a tongue-in-cheek negative of, I don't have enough time to take all of the interesting classes that I want to take. That's usually the feedback that we get.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good problem to have, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, and it's it's funny. I was actually talking to a guy at the training today, and he goes, "Man," he goes, "I just signed up for this because I, you know, I wanted to get some good uh, good access to firearms training. I wanted to get some discounts on firearms training." He goes, "Now I've started down all this medical stuff." He goes, "Now all of a sudden, you know, I've got seventeen other types of classes that I want to take that I never knew I'd even be interested in."
0: Oh yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I had a similar experience myself, so. I think I think you're going. That's probably a pretty common uh, response. I would imagine. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's uh,
1: the thing is, is because of the power of our membership, we we've got you know a lot of classes that you wouldn't even think you know necessarily are something that uh, that would be defense related or first responder related. So for instance, you know, you've, you've done a a number of webinars for us on how to get stronger. Um, and that's something that's great because it's helping our members become healthier. And then when they do respond, instead of, you know, struggling to pull that tree out of the, the middle of the road, they can just be a beast somewhat like you and, and throw it out of the road. Um, you know, we've got uh done things like on how to have a better marriage. Um and it's it's interesting how that uh course listing has kind of expanded even away from what we originally thought would be the, the courses that we offered.
0: Yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot a lot offered. Um to just to backtrack a little bit, you had mentioned the T triple C class, um and uh-huh. and um and you do a lot of other uh medical classes as well. Can you tell us um, a little bit about that and, and your take on, um, you just trauma medicine in general.
1: Yeah. Um, so the T triple C classes, it's actually a class that was developed for the military. Um, a lot of your listeners probably have watched the movie black Hawk down and that was kind of the impotence in the military for re, um, reevaluating the concept of combat medics and the, the concept of self care and buddy care in the military. And through that, came what was called the TCCC standards, which is tactical combat casualty care, and it basically focuses a whole lot on trauma after a gunshot, an IED explosion, uh, you know, something along those lines, Um, but what we found is uh, if you're thinking about something like a gunshot wound or, you know, a gunshot wound is merely something outside of the body going into the body that shouldn't, and it it actually applies The concepts that you learn in TCCC applies if you um, you know get hurt uh, in an industrial accident, a piece of rebar goes through you or a chainsaw kicks back and cuts you. Or if you get in a car accident and, and glass it hits you or part of the, the structural of the vehicle actually hits you. So TCCC is one of our real our um, popular courses. One of the, the good things about that course is it's actually a nationally certified course. So we've got a lot of members that are currently... firefighters or police officers or whatever so it gives them an additional certification Um, but even for just the the average you know civilian um, it it gives them a lot of training that they may not be uh, exposed to before and that's just one of you know dozens of medical courses that we do and it's it's important because in that car accident for instance you know if somebody uh, has a, a a bad trauma situation um, the, the, the example that comes to mind real quick is we had a lady that had been through this class, and she was going down the interstate, and a motorcycle got uh, pushed off of the road, went into the guardrail, and flipped over into the median. During that, it actually amputated his leg on the guardrail, and you know that's a that's a pretty significant injury right there, and significant enough that within two to three minutes he would have been dead. Right. And because she had our training, because she had a, a, a little bit of equipment with her, she was able to stop, put a tourniquet on this guy, and save his life. Um, so you, you never know where that medical stuff, even though it may be you know a course that we're teaching you on how to deal with a gunshot, there's a there's a classic example of a motorcycle rider that was saved with those skills.
0: <clears throat> wow, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that's just a good testament to to the, to the training and what's, what's available. And, and, um, you know, that you never know what skill you might need and and when that might spring up. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Um, you
1: know, we, uh, we have a saying, uh, and it's kind of, you know, kind of cheeky, I guess, but it truly does, um, does apply. And, We say that you know when you go to a like an eight-hour training course, for instance, there's no way you're going to get eight hours out of that training course. The problem is, is um, either it's going to be so new to you that you just can't comprehend all eight hours, or there's going to be stuff that maybe you've you know been familiar with in the past, which you just kind of review. But the concept is try to get five real meaningful minutes out of that training and those five minutes, you know, if we put five years of training into, into your life, all said and done, those five minutes over five years may save somebody's life in five seconds. Um, and that's, that's really true. You never know what, what skill it is that you're going to be called upon to, to save somebody's life. And that may be your life. It may be the life of a family member. It could be the life of a stranger.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the, you touched on something there. I'd like to, I'd like to bring up, um, One of the things I've run into when, um, you know, getting people to go to uh, a class or a seminar and and not even necessarily a CCRT thing, just any kind of class or seminar. um, I I run into uh, things like, well, I've never done that before um, or, you know, uh, I'm just a beginner and things like that. Um, One thing I've noticed about CCRT is that most of the classes actually are for that. They're specifically for that person. And then um, any of the other classes that aren't for that person, it, it's, it's usually in the description, right? It'll say this is the beginner, this is the intermediate, or, or it'll have a list of prerequisites and things like that. Um, can you tell me about uh, maybe some of your experiences with that and, and how you come up with that system?
1: Yeah, um, so like what you're talking about, you know, we have uh, kind of a, in, in general, we have an intro level, we have a, a level one, level two, you know, advanced, you can call it beginner, intermediate, advanced, um, and then intro. Our intro courses are really designed to give a, a person that may have no concept what that skill set is even about. It's usually a, a, a short you know, maybe a couple hour class, and just kind of exposes it to them. And that lets them know why those skills may be important. Um, It kind of lets them decide, yeah, this is something that I have an interest in, or I don't. Uh, And then, you know, we have those beginner classes um, that they can come to and and start out uh, from that ground zero. And, you know, kind of to your point, one of the things i you know, doing firearms training and stuff in the past, one of the things that I noticed is a lot of times people are afraid to come to a class because, like you said, they don't feel like they know anything. And they feel like if they're going to get there, they're either going to be embarrassed or everybody's going to have know, be so much further ahead of them that they're not going to be able to get anything out of the class or that everybody is going to be, you know, uh, clad in multi-cam and face paint and, you know, all Ura yeah. type stuff. Right. Um, so we specifically designed those lower level classes to work for everybody. And, you know, we've had um, kids as young as 12 in those classes. We've had people as old as 82 in those classes. We've had people that uh, are world-class athletes we've had people that you know get get uh, winded climbing upstairs and we specifically did it from the standpoint of trying to make that uh, that training accessible to everybody um make it accessible to no matter where you're at in life no matter where you're at in your physical fitness no matter where you're at you know financially mentally all of this stuff that there's some place that you can come and one of the the great things about ccrt that we're talking about that that uh we we kind of mentioned that culture is it's not just the instructors our instructors go through a pretty advanced uh training on on human behavior and and how to make sure everybody you know gets something out of the class but then the the students that are coming also are a very powerful part of that um I see it as an instructor that the the other students make that experience so great for that newbie. Um, They're either all there, uh, just kind of totally lost to begin with, or there may be one or two people that has a little bit more experience. And what I see is those one or two people, they don't put down the others. They really encourage them and bring them up and and help them get to that, and and it's part of the fact that you know we're not doing this to try to compete against each other for a job we're not doing it to try to get a, a trophy or whatever everybody's doing it because it it may not be you that's saving the life of your daughter or your husband or your wife or your mom or your dad it may be that person that was in class with you and right. uh, it's important that you do everything you can to help that person in class be able to more effectively help your family member, and I think everybody kind of understands that and supports that very, very well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think um, you know, and once once you kind of get in and you're doing that, I think that uh, that becomes more obvious, you know, because you I think a person that first uh, that, that's never been introduced to this type of thinking or something wouldn't really um, wouldn't really think that way. But once once you're in and you see how the group operates, I think that you pick up on that pretty quickly. And, um, mm-hmm. and again, that's just one more of those things that makes the whole group collectively kind of um, rise up one more level. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, and you have so many of those things going on. I think the group as a whole has risen many, many levels and continues to raise um, up, and, and that's super cool.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I say it over and over and over again is, you know, it's not, it's not us that put CCRT together because CCRT has become so much better than we could even imagine when we sat down, you know, almost four years ago now. Uh, And the power of that is because of the people that's in it. Um, Somebody that signs up for CCRT by their very nature, they're going to be somebody that wants to learn. They're going to be somebody that wants to help each other. If, if, if there's a person listening that thinks, Oh, I know it all. They're not going to sign up for CCRT. If they're, you know, if they're a selfish person, they're not going to sign up for CCRT. If they're one of those people that want to be a show off, they're not going to humble themselves to come to training. So by nature of what it is, we get a high quality, a high caliber of people, and then they take it. They're the ones that have taken it to this next level. It's not us. Um, you know, we just we just constantly are uh, trying to play catch-up and, and feed more information, feed more training. Our training is driven by our members. Our members are constantly asking us for more training. Hey, can you help us in this? Can you do that? Um, you know, and we're, we're playing catch-up a lot of times just trying to constantly feed this this passion
0: yeah and i've seen that uh well you know i've seen it again out there in person but also in in the groups and stuff online um i've seen personally like dozens of people will come up with ideas for classes and it's stuff i never would have thought of you know they'll come in and say hey can we do this can we do that and and, um and you know and and more often than not uh, you respond with a yes. Well
1: um you know one of the things that that i've been been blessed with is is a pretty good network of of people that that know what they're doing and, and one of the things that we try to do is we try to uh respond to those member requests by you know hey let's let's make a phone call if somebody wants to you know take uh um you know i don't know um you know some sort of a rescue class or whatever let me make some phone calls let's find somebody out there usually those experts in that field are doing you know what they do because they enjoy helping people i call them up i explain to them what ccrt is all about and they're they're passionate perfect example so our, our canine first responder class yesterday um i uh you know we had some people saying hey we're getting a bunch of, of dogs now in search and rescue ccrt is doing canine training um, you know, what happens if one of our dogs get, gets hurt? And I called up a, uh, a, 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 vet. Uh, she was a professor at Purdue university. She ended up now, she's the head of the Indiana state board of animal health. I called her up, explained to her what it was we were doing. And she said, yeah, this would be awesome. Let's put a, let's put a course together. And, you know, she sat down and, and wrote a, wrote an eight hour course that she could put people through yesterday. And you know, there we are. Now we have another training. Yesterday was the first day that we'd ever done that, but now we're going to continue to offer that. And you know, and that was that was pushed by the members. Um, that's something that the, the members came up with, and all we did is go find the expert that can give them world class training in it, and and let's let's push it out there. It's a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, very awesome. Yeah, the members definitely have such a great impact on this. Um, speaking of members. Um, can you tell us about um, membership and, and how, to, how to sign up, different levels, things like that, what the benefits are?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we looked at this, um, you know, m- my goal obviously would be to uh, get as many people that bought into this as possible, and uh, when I say buy-in, I'm not even talking financial buy-in. I'm talking buy-in from, you know, from that mental, that emotional standpoint, Right. Um, you know, what we found out, though, and, and uh, is the reality of it is we do have to charge a membership fee. And I, I get asked sometimes, you know, why do you guys charge a membership fee if you're trying to help everybody? Well, um, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, is I haven't won the lottery yet. So I've still got to, to you know keep this thing afloat and everybody else that does it. And there's a lot of expenses. I had no idea, I mean, how, how expensive some of this stuff is. I mean, even something like our online learning system is, you know, thousands of dollars Um, So what we did is we we really kind of looked at it and said, you know, we don't really want to make money with CCRT, but how can we at least keep it afloat and keep it expanding and keep offering these great benefits? So um, we, we put together a membership structure that we think, works well for people depending, you know, no matter where they're at. And what we came up with was, was basically four different types of membership. Uh, we have an individual membership. So if it's just somebody that wants to get involved, we have a joint membership. If it's, uh, you know, a, a spouse or uh, a kid and a, and a, we've got a lot of spouses. We've got a lot of uh, uh, mother, daughter, a lot of father, son, father, daughter, mother, son, whatever, uh, two brothers, whatever. So we have a joint membership for that. Uh, we have a family membership if, uh, if an entire family wants to get involved and start growing. And then the other thing that we did is that was really kind of uh, our core group, if you will. Uh, and then what we found is because we started to get some real national attention through some of the hurricane uh, stuff that we did, we started getting a lot of members from outside of our you know geographic area that really wanted to get involved with this and, uh, there's a great benefit to them because of all this online classing classes. But we also understood, you know, since a lot of our classes are in Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, you know, somebody that lives in, in Georgia, it's it's not going to be real easy for them to get to get to Indiana to take a four hour class. Um so what we did is we come up with this thing called an out-of-area membership where they get all the same benefits as a, as a normal membership. It's just heavily discounted because we we understood there would have to be some travel. And when we looked at pricing this, um, uh, again, our, our our goal through it all is to constantly reevaluate our pricing structure and make sure that it's not a it's not a profit generator for us but we're also not going in the hole so that we can keep this thing around forever and um there was really nothing out there similar to to what we did you know you look at something like a a red cross and they have membership fees if you're a member of the national association of search and rescue for instance they have membership fees Uh, but a lot of that is just a, a fee to belong. You don't get anything out of it other than an ID card. Right. Um, and the other end of the spectrum, there's some, some for-profit training companies out there. They don't do the, the live training. They have, you know, maybe they have 75 online courses. And most of those that, you know, have something like that, they'll charge $20 every single month for a membership. Well, that's $240 a year. Um, and we kind of looked at it and said, all right, if, if uh, you know, a, a, a national company that's giving you a membership card is charging $75 and here's a, a for-profit entity that's charging $240 a year and they don't give anything like we do, how can we make it, you know, uber, uber cool? And what we came up with is an individual membership being $95 a year, uh, joint uh, being $125. And then the out-of-area membership, which I think is uh, – I don't – there's nothing even remotely like this that I have been able to find is $35 a year, and they get access to everything um, for 35 bucks a year. I mean, that's uh, – even the individual membership, it's like $0.26 cents a day uh, is what we came up with. The, the out-of-area membership, I mean, holy crap, I don't know what that is, a piece of gum every day? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. That's pretty, uh, that's a pretty good deal. Um, and, uh, do you know, uh, do you know any membership numbers off the top of your head?
1: Uh, a little over 1,400 members, and we have members now in 19 states. Uh, Last I looked, um, obviously the the bulk of those are in the Midwest. We started, as you said, in Indiana. We've kind of uh, expanded. uh, The bulk of our membership has expanded into Ohio, northern Kentucky, southern Michigan, eastern Illinois. Um, you know, we've got pockets of people, obviously in West Virginia, up in Pittsburgh, we've got some, some pretty decent pockets there. And then we've got the the onesie twosie members that are every from everywhere from, from California to Texas, to, uh, New England to Florida, uh, and everywhere in between.
0: Cool. Um, and if people wanted to look at, uh, memberships, um, website and uh Facebook and what else what else uh what all is available just for a quick uh research.
1: Uh if they wanted to go to our website, our website is www7 ccrtorg and it's the number seven. So uh you know five five digits there, sevenccrt.org. That's our website. They can find out kind of about our, our mission uh, our history, the different things that we do in the, in the uh, seven-minute mission, we call it, and then it also talks extensively about our disaster services. It talks about a lot of the news coverage that we have. There's actually a, uh, a video on there that they can look at that kind of explains the history and stuff, and then it shows all the different memberships, all the different membership benefits they get, defines what is what we call in-area and out-of-area from a membership standpoint, uh, if they're on Facebook, uh, it's facebook.com backslash civilian protector. That's our public Facebook page. They can get on there, see some of the stuff that we're doing, um, you know, and and just kind of research us or or just Google us. You'll find dozens of of news articles about us as well.
0: Cool, and there's also um, there's also an Instagram page. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, there is, uh, and I believe that is civilian protector as well on Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter as well. Um, you know, and, and thank God we have somebody that does that stuff because I don't even know how to spell Twitter. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so the, you know, we've got, we've got a pretty active social media. It's probably not near as active as some people because we're busy doing stuff versus posting on social media all the time. But, uh, but yeah, we, 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 try to get it, uh, keep it updated at least every couple of days.
0: Cool. Very cool. Um, so obviously, um, you know, we can tell you're, you're pretty organized. You have this, this idea. You've put it into play. You've allowed it to grow. You have a very unique mindset for allowing this thing to get bigger than what you thought and, and kind of being able to still keep control of it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about you and your background and, and just uh, some of those things? Um, well, like I
1: said, I'm a, I'm a terribly uninteresting person that drinks too much tea and chews on too many cigars. <laughs> um you know i I grew up in a in a small town maybe that's kind of where i got the concept of you know uh, of doing that um uh, luckily i grew up in an area where neighbors still did help neighbors quite a bit um you know i was always interested in in stuff i did boy scouts and something called civil air patrol when i was growing up um and then uh, went into the navy and did that for a, a number of years active duty uh got out did some contract type stuff uh and then Finally decided, you know, I needed to, uh, I needed to get off the road and, and settle down and get somewhat of a normal life. Um, and, uh, from there went into training with a company called Mount Training Institute, which is a, a large training company for the military and law enforcement. Uh, I still work as a police officer part-time here in Indiana, uh, work as a medic part-time here in Indiana, both of those just really. Uh, since I, We do a lot of training for fire departments and police departments and stuff. I think it's important for me personally to, to be out there on the road, seeing what it is that they're you know, facing on a daily basis. Uh, so, you know, that's that's kind of me, um, uh, you know, um, uh, way far out of shape from what I used to be uh, and um, slowed down quite a bit, uh, but still have a passion for helping helping other people and, and trying what I can do the best I can do to, to get out of the way.
0: Very cool. Yeah, see, that's going to be tough to uh, summarize, I think, but I'll, I think I'll stick with the cigars and tea, maybe. There you go. <laughs>
1: and I have, a, I have a ravishing good haircut uh, that, you know, I, I take the big razor to about once every three or four days to keep it nice and shiny. Um, uh, so that's that's probably something else about me that's that's incredibly fascinating.
0: <laughs> all right um, so something else to uh, um, touch on uh, I think we might have missed with CCrt um, is uh, discounts on um, gear and stuff you have a pretty good relationship with some uh, with a bunch of different companies um, is there any information you can share with us about that yeah
1: um you know as we as we were looking at this one of the things that we realized is, uh you know a lot of people that come to training whether it's a firearm training a medical training whatever they end up wanting stuff right they want uh they want backpacks they want uh you know accessories for their firearms they want firearms they want medical equipment uh having having medical training is great having medical training combined with the proper equipment is even better um and you know we didn't we we wanted to find out a way again now if we have somebody that's trained how to make the stuff accessible to them to make them even more effective. So, we actually uh, started a, a retail company of our own, um, and again, not from a profit standpoint, but but basically so we could have access to a large amount of different equipment. And what we did is, um, uh, CCRT members get access to all that stuff at, at what our cost is. Um, so, you know, uh, if if a, a piece of medical equipment they look at online is a hundred bucks you know, we may be able to get it to them for $55. Um, and, and then what happened kind of, again, you know, it's, it's funny, you start out with one thing in mind and kind of morphs into other things. Um, you know, we really kind of started out with the idea of people getting the equipment that, that they needed to, to carry out whatever it is that they were trained in or to be able to come to training. And then what we found is, uh, you know, a lot of these companies um, have obviously vast product lines, and you get signed up with one company and uh, you actually get signed up with the umbrella company and that umbrella company owns five other companies that now you're a dealer for. And it may be something that's totally re- unrelated to us. Like we can get discounts on fishing lures. Um, and uh, so we just, we just made that accessible to CCR team members. So if they want a pair of pants um, instead of them paying 72 bucks online for them, they can get them from us from, for 50 bucks and you know i'll I'll be honest we've got some members that that aren't really as interested in the training they just they just want all the stuff that they can get at a discount i mean uh, you can you can get your membership fee basically back in just the amount of of stuff that you would save in buying crap
0: yeah uh, do you have any of um i remember a while back i think you you shared the number. Um, if you know it off the top of your head, the the number of different um, things you're kind of you kind of have access to, the number of different retail stores.
1: Yeah, we have uh, I think over 1,100 companies now, um, manufacturers that we have access to, and and there are, you know it depends on on exactly you know what uh, what um, the background is of the listener, but a lot of them are name brands that people know, Five Eleven. Blackhawk, Magpul, Maxpedition, TridgeCon, Eotech, Loophole, North American Rescue, uh, TACMED Solutions. Like I said, some other things like, uh, uh, I got a smoker on there from one of the companies that makes smokers because they were owned by the same company that makes something else. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I mentioned fishing lines. I think that's Rapella or something like that. Uh, Daiwa, uh, fishing rods um, it's just it's, it's vast but yeah a, around 1100 manufacturers the last time I really sat down and kind of uh, tried to count
0: yeah that that's incredible 1100 companies I mean um, <clears throat> I I can't remember um, how many exactly but that's that's uh, you're 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 on the brink of uh, m- you know matching like uh, a triple-a membership you know and, and <laughs> they, yeah
1: so- yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. We're kind of a we're kind of a a, a weird group of AAA people. That's that's good.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when you get when you get the uh the AAA um <clears throat> membership, uh you know, they always send you this thing in the mail and it's got like a list of all these companies that you get discounts with and um I don't remember how much it is. It might might be like 2,000 different companies or something, but um but 1,100. I mean, you're get you're getting to to that level and AAA's been around you know, forever. And and it's a huge uh, company and they have, you know, nationwide advertising and all that. So to be able to kind of be uh, on par with them, I think that's, that's pretty incredible in just a short amount of time that this has been going on.
1: Well, again, and a lot of times, you know, that's also member driven because we get, uh, you know, five different members that are asking us if we can get a discount on, you know, XYZ Trinket. And, uh, you know, we start figuring out what is it going to take to become a member for X, Y, Z trinkets. And next thing you know, we've got X, Y, Z trinkets that are, that are signed up with us. Um, so again, a lot of that becomes member driven.
0: <laughs> Very cool. So if, uh, if somebody's listening to this podcast <clears throat> right now and they think, uh, and they're on the fence, right? It's like, well, should I check this out? Should I not? What advice, um, what advice would you give, uh? For that person,
1: well, you know, I would say that you know, do your research, go to the website, look and, and see what it is that we're about. Uh, go to the Facebook page, see what it is that we're about, and then at the bottom of the day, though, the problem is you're really not going to know what we are until you until you give a whirl. Um, you know, at that thirty cents a day or whatever it is, twenty six cents a day, you really don't have a whole lot to lose by by giving it a try. Um, and get into it. Uh, don't just sign up, but become become active. Get on the Facebook page. Talk to other members. Uh, try to start taking some of the online training. If you get a chance to come out, to a live trainer even if you live in another state a lot of times we get people that are, are carpooling to come for the weekend and do different trainings come to some of that stuff and, and see what it is and we have about an 85 percent renewal rate in members uh, that that sign up that that renew for the next year and uh, i'll tell you the people that don't renew typically are the ones that don't plug into the system they sign up but then we never hear from them again um the people that plug in they they get it they understand uh and they they continuously we renewed, you know, now some of them going into their fourth year. And that's what I would recommend, you know, 30 cents a day. You're spending that amount of time. I mean, some people spend that on cigarettes. Some people spend that on coffee or whatever. And, you know, our cup of coffee may truly save your life. Um, even if you just do one training with us in that, in that year period of time, that may be the, the one training that saves somebody's life. So so give it a try. You know, find it out. If not, eh, okay, you figure out it's not with, worth you. Next year you don't renew your membership and, and you you probably won't even miss that money.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that's very important. Um, I think that's I think that's a good thing for for anything that you sign up for is to be active. But um, if you piece together everything we've talked about and how it's very membership driven and how there are all these benefits within the members themselves, I think you you have to be active um, in this to really see what it's truly about. And um, if you can't make it out to the uh, you know the actual classes if you're not in Ohio or Indiana or whatever. Um, I would suggest doing the online classes, but also being active on the Facebook page and talking to people because you never know um, who you're going to talk to on there and how that's going to affect uh, your life and your membership and, and, and how things could expand from there. So I think that would be um, very important to just, you know, do the online classes, but start talking to people in the group if you're not out there and you can't see them in person. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah i think that would that alone i think um, within just a few weeks you would probably have you know uh, whatever you paid would, would have been worth it i think if, if you just spend a week or two doing that um, that's just my opinion it, but we get a lot of
1: we get a lot of members to that point that say you know it, even if they never took another training class if they never bought another piece of gear just the relationships that they've made is worth far more than their membership fees um, and that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, even if you don't live in the area, we've had people that you know go on vacation, and they may have a, a problem, uh, you know, somewhere along the interstate, and and you know, they can jump on the Facebook page and say, "Hey, I'm here in Nashville," and well, we happen to have a member that lives an hour from Nashville who knows somebody that lives near that exit, and uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing some of the stuff, just the networking that can be done as well.
0: Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, I want to wrap it up there. I think uh, I think we got a pretty good idea of um, of what CCRt is and and what there is to offer. Um, I want to thank you very much for uh, taking the time out of your evening and um, and, and interrupting your tea drinking to to, uh, to talk to us. Uh, do you have any closing uh, closing thoughts for us? No, uh,
1: you know I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate all the support that you guys give us. Uh, now you know, however many years it's been. Um, you guys have been in, in, you know, here since the beginning, you've kind of seen it grow, uh, you know, and I, and I really appreciate the support that you guys do. It's, it's cool knowing, knowing that out there in West Virginia, you know, we have a, we have a, an awesome group of like-minded people out there and I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this, uh, you know, for us, trying to help some other people, you know, find out about us. And, uh, and, uh, if you guys ever need anything, you know where we're at.
0: Cool. Thanks a lot. Um, definitely appreciate it. It's been awesome being, uh, being a part of it, watching it grow and everything. And uh, that's where we're gonna we're gonna take off here. Uh, this has been John the Viking Mauser and JR Grounds. Get strong or die.